If you have too many thoughts whirling through your head and need to settle down, get to know your magnificent mind. We let our brains run the show, but the real juice is in finding your true nature far beyond your intellect. Welcome to A Magnificent Mind with Jan Christensen and Marnix Powells. Join us today on a journey to discover your magnificent and endlessly powerful mind and settle down to your real potential. Now, here are your hosts, Jan and Marnix. Hi, this is The Magnificent Mind, a radio show about slowing down to the speed of life, connecting to your true nature, and deeply enjoying the result. My name is Marnix, and here's my co-host, Jan. Hello, Jan. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. That was, that, that was, yeah, whatever you are, wherever the, the listeners are right now. For me, it's the afternoon. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. For you, it's nine o'clock in the morning, a little bit, little bit uh, over nine in the morning. Uh, we always have this seven-hour time difference, but it doesn't really get in the way of having really cool conversations. So, no, you know, it's like, and and the, and, the, and the funny thing is, so you, for you, it's like a quarter past nine. For now, for me, it's a quarter past four. Yet we're in the same moment. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. isn't it? So it yeah. just shows you how little time uh, is of important of you know in 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 the experience experience of being a human being. So today, um, like we promised uh, last week, um, today we're going to talk about stress and anxiety, and not because um, we uh, get so much joy from stress and anxiety, but because we have. Uh, had a lot of experience ourselves with uh, these uh, uh, these things, and we saw them in a new light, which kind of flipped everything for us. And so that will be helpful for the listeners to 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 hear about um, stress and anxiety in a new light, in a new way, from a different perspective. Uh, I work with a lot of uh, people who are anxious. With uh, with panic attacks, people who are even are afraid to leave their their homes, and um, and I had the same for many years. So um, we'll, that will be interesting. We'll talk about anxiety probably in the in the second half of the show, and stress. Maybe let's start start with that because stress is such a, an important seems to be such an important problem in in the society of today you know so many people are stressed out and burned out um so that would be a perfect subject to talk about and to sh- maybe to to look at from from a different point of view um so are you stressed right now about this recording no right now i'm just very relaxed but stress is a, is a tough thing to deal with and I think that most people uh, suffer with it. Most people don't have a little stress and they kind of deal with that and carry on. I think stress is a really heavy, heavy-duty topic in society today. Everybody is going so fast and trying to keep up with things and the stress is just always there. And if you understand what's happening, it's really helpful in dealing with it. Yeah. The symptoms that you're having and the way that you're feeling, uh, it can be dealt with pretty easily. 
Yeah. As most of the human condition can be. Yeah. So, so would you say that stress, you know, I'm, I'm, straight after this, I'll, 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 I'll just put down a, a, one, of the, one, one definition uh, of stress just to have something to talk about and to see how the world regards stress, you know, in general. But do you think stress is necessary in, in daily life? Well, I think it's probably necessary uh, to a certain degree. A little bit of stress is okay. It kind of, it kind of uh, grounds you a little bit. It brings you into the present moment. It makes you conscious of what's going on around you. And that's not a bad thing. It's when it escalates and it becomes something that's very uncomfortable mm -hmm. internally. I think that's when it, it's time to look at it and say, hmm, Maybe there's a way that I can experience this that isn't quite so painful and so all-encompassing. Yeah. Because, That's sort of how I... Yeah. You know, when you say maybe it's, it's helpful if you just have it a little bit, but um, my, my idea about that is that what I've seen in, in a lot of my clients is that they are stressed at least a little bit almost constantly and what 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 that does you know when you, when you ask me is we're constantly releasing these these chemical substances like cortisol and uh, or these hormonal things uh, uh, um, adrenaline uh, into the system so we're always a little wound up and 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 what this does to us is that this, you know this whole stress system that evolutionary it has an evolutionary um, meaning because it was helpful when when we lived in very dangerous times to 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 keep us awake to 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 get us on our on our toes very quickly when it was needed when there are really big animals around the corner around the next rock or tribes were attacking us or there were so many dangers so it was very helpful to be able to respond very quickly. But it seems that in, in the, the world of today, in 2020, most dangers have been eliminated out of our lives. And stress is just uh, a mental phenomenon and which kicks in, 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 in way too many situations, which means that most people are always a little bit stressed. And I don't think our system was built for that. It's because it's exhausting to be a little bit stressed every day. And what it means is that people become aware of their discomfort, of, 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 of their distressed feelings, and then they get distressed about that. So it, it, it becomes yeah. this vicious cycle. But let me, let me just yeah. put down a, a definition of stress, and maybe we can have a look at that and, and respond to that. So... It says, yeah, yeah. stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or demanding circumstances. So, stress is caused by circumstances. That's the idea. Do you mm -hmm. agree? Do you agree? Do, what do you think? Oh, I think absolutely it is. But I think also if we, we look at the evolution of it, if you're out for a walk and a bear appears in front of you on the trail, then you're going to want a little something to happen inside to stimulate you to decide what to do pretty quickly. Mm 
And the best way for that to happen is to have these chemicals released into the system and make things happen in there so that you respond properly to the situation. And that's just not present in everyday life. That's a Mm -hmm. real abnormal circumstance for most of us anyway. So if you look at the typical, I guess the typical situation where stress is going to start, um, you might have, you might just have a thought about a rainstorm that's coming and you might think, Oh, I wonder, are we really going to get a tornado? They're talking about a tornado. Maybe we will get a tornado. And then you get wound up and the chemicals start releasing internally. That's probably not very helpful. Mm-hmm. As a human being, it's where we go, it's what we do. Yeah. But when you, when you kind of look at it, you realize it brings you back to the present moment. You think, well, I'm safe right here where I am. Yeah. I probably don't need to go to the level I'm going to in my thinking. Yeah. So, so yeah. what you're actually saying is that stress is, is, is actually caused by your thinking, by your thoughts, by your ideas, by your perception of the moment. And I, and I, can, I can illustrate this, uh, you know, because for years I talked with many clients about stress, the stressfulness and stressful situations just to see if there even are such uh, situations at all. So we talked about going into a burning house and, and it, that was stressful. And people said, yeah, that's stressful. And we talked about how that, how that was, how, how that was stressful, how it works, how you can be stressed out by a burning house. And most people thought it was a ridiculous question. But we, 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 we investigated and explored that and can you be uh, stressed by your work and stuff like that. Now, one day, I was, I was having a conversation with a firefighter and I asked him, does it stress you out to go into, a, because I always asked it, to go into a burning building? And he said, no, of course not. And everybody before had told me, yeah, it stresses you out. You know, what a stupid question. He said, no, because I know exactly what to do. I'm trained for that. Now, he shows, he's, he's a very good example of, of um, a situation where most people think that it is stressful and that the stressful, stress is caused by whatever is going on. But, of course, if we go into a burning house, the stress is caused by the thoughts we have about the house collapsing you know, being being attacked by the flames, dying. That's what we think. So that's what, where the stress comes from. And this firefighter says, you know what's stressful? I want to quit my job and I don't want to tell my wife. Now, that's stressful. <laughs> so <laughs> just, just give, to give you an idea of how personal this is. Now, you know, I work with a lot of people who um, say that work stresses them out. Like their job is just so stressful. And then I always ask, so, okay, so for how long have you been engaged with this job? And then I say, well, seven years. I said, okay, are, has it changed much the job? Well, a little bit more, but it's kind of the same. And, and then I ask, has, has it always been stressful? No, 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 it's just uh, the last year. So, and then I ask him, so if the, if the work didn't really change that much, how can it all of a sudden be stressful if it wasn't six years before that? And do you have any colleagues that do the same work and that are not stressed out? Yeah, yeah. So how come that if work intrinsically is stressful, that the thing you're doing is stressful, how come that it wasn't before when you did the same thing? 
So it must, stress must come from a different place, must come from another place. Because if the job itself was stressful, like in a, in a direct, in a mechanical way, like it directly causes your stress, the colleagues, mm-hmm. your colleagues, they should have ha- had this exact same response that you are having. So stress is always caused by your thinking about life, you're thinking about the moment. Because people who are stressed out about jobs, when you talk about it, when you take the time to reflect on that, when they get a little bit uh, more relaxed, they see that what happens is they have all this thinking going on. I have way too much to do. I'm not appreciated enough. Why do I have to stand in traffic all day long? I don't get paid enough. Why don't my colleagues help me out more? Why is my my boss such an asshole why and it's that kind of thinking that makes us restless and that's what we call stress right oh absolutely and what that tells you is that the thought always creates the feeling and fear is always made up that one really gets people (laughs) if you tell them that their fear is really made up but it is it is yeah. And how do I know that? Well, let's, t- I, the, the, I, the, I guess the story that comes to mind is I heard about this young woman who was, she was on a really slippery road in traffic. Someone slammed on their brakes in front of her. She went to slam on her. She started to slide and there was a snowbank and it slid her up over the guardrail and her vehicle went down onto the ice. Well, that's a pretty scary situation. But the people around her that saw that happen, their response was interesting. Two people slammed on the brakes, stopped their vehicle, ran down the hill to the water. Not, I'm sorry, it was ice, but her vehicle sort of went through. It, mm-hmm. I guess it impacted so much that the vehicle went through. So the people that went down, they ran across the ice, and they did, in fact, rescue her. And when you talk to the people after that experience, the ones who rescued her, when asked, were you afraid? They said, no. I had no time to think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have no time to think about it, there's no fear. Yeah. And in fact, what you're going on is wisdom kicks in place. You get quiet inside and you just go through the motions of doing what you need to do in mm-hmm. a situation where it's demanded of you. If you stop and you think then you're not going to respond because you're going to be paralyzed with fear. But if you just go with what you know you need to do, then there's no fear. So that proves to us that it's all our thinking. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. No, and and, and maybe let's just emphasize this for people who are listening right now, that we're, we're in no way dismissing the fact that life can feel very stressful and that you can have these these really profound ideas about life being unsafe because i know i i really know from personal experience how bad it can feel but oh me too but but you know the idea that it can feel very very bad doesn't mean a that it is bad or that it is unsafe you know because we are wrong most of the time you know just think about (laughs) all the all the things we worry about and it never happened but the, yeah. and B is, I don't think it's very interesting to de, to 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 
to constantly debate on whether fear is helpful or not because it's a it's a biological thing so it must be helpful the thing is that it's possible to live life from a, from a more peaceful place where fear becomes more of the unique thing it's supposed to be for uh, just for the moments that you really need it not every day all day long where many people have it yeah. think about the future or losing their job or and the same with with, with stress uh, you know the discussion whether stress is helpful or not and it might just uh, uh, just be uh, um, a part of uh, strengthening your system maybe if you're stressed out once in a while that your like your immune system uh, gets tested and revved up and trained a little bit but many people right now uh, at this moment are stressed every second of the day and that's really unnecessary because the stress um, the chronic stress the, the the stress that goes on and on and on even if it's just a little bit and maybe maybe uh, if it's a little bit maybe it's even worse in the long run, we get exhausted. And it means that our body doesn't work as as good as it can because most of our energy goes to our worry and goes to our, our, our management of the stress, which means that the body doesn't have as much energy left for the maintenance of the, of the rest of your body. So you get all these other ailments that pop up after a while, right? Oh, yeah. And you know what? You can't have any fun when you're stressed all the time. Mm. And what, what kind of a way is that to live life? Really? Isn't it more a, a better choice or isn't it, doesn't it feel lighter to think that you can feel less stress and have more fun? Like that to me. Yeah, sounds good. Well, you know, and people when people are very stressed, they always find find ways to have fun. But most of the time, that involves snorting cocaine or jumping out of airplanes right. or whatever, <laughs> right. starting bar fights. You know, just mm-hmm. just to to be to be free of this crappy feeling for a little bit. So we make these all these bad, you know, bad decisions that are yeah, unhelpful yeah. or unhealthy just in, in order to get free or get rid of the, of the stressful um, feelings we have. And I, I'm, I'm not sure how, how it worked with you in most of your life, but I, I was stressed all the time in my, in my previous life, you know, just before I quit drinking and, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, 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 and saw life in a, in a completely different way. Before that, I was stressed all the time. And I, and I, I was convinced that it was helpful, that it would get me on my on my toes, that it was it kept me like you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, awake, that it made me sharp. That it, but this this constant analysis of life, where you constantly like look at your own responses, your own emotions, your, and you, you feel your body, you're like you're measuring the, the emotional stress in your body constantly. It, it, it wore me out. And because I, it exhausted me so much, I felt very bad and very tired. And I used to drink to do, to have, to, to get away from that feeling, which only made my, my, immune system uh, 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 hurt more and it and it and it and it messed with my body and it messed with my mind so 
you know, sometimes in 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 in, in companies and, and 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 in sports, there is this misunderstanding that stress is the cool thing. Like the people who can handle stress mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. are the heroes. But I think it's the opposite. I think it would be very helpful to be very um, sensitive to stress because if you're not. Your body can be stressed all the time without you knowing it. And, in, and all the time it wears you out. And if you're more aware, like naturally aware of stress, you can slow down before that, before that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I had the illusion that I, I thought this is what it's like to be human. This must be how everybody else feels too. <laughs> so I think it's it's kind of, nice to stop and ask yourself how how do i feel about stress do i think that everybody has stress the same way i have it mm-hmm. which it's kind of an interesting thought yeah if you feel a lot of stress all the time you're probably right probably everybody around you does feel the same way <laughs> because it's a pretty uh common thread oh, and i think society right now it is and, and 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 it doesn't have to be no, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be. And I think, you know, one thing I, I, I believe is that many people think they need it in order to, to create stuff or to, 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 to uh, reach goals or, you know, like it's, it's a fuel for their success. And, I, mm-hmm. and I've seen that the, the less stressed I am, the better I, I produce and create and perform because it's way more effortlessly. And I'm, it's more, way more like I'm, 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 used by something that is bigger and more powerful and more creative and more um, more wise than mm-hmm. I can ever be. Now, the other thing about stress, I think, is, and, is that most people are not aware of the amount of stress they have because you get used to it. So you, you can ask yes, many people, the are you, yeah, you can ask them, are you stressed? And they say, no, because they're always like that. <laughs> but we know this, you know, many people, when they go on holiday, the first few days, they are really sick because they're really not used to slowing down. And it's only when you slow down, when you step back a little bit from your normal routine, that most people, for the first time, realize how stressed out they are. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes such a normal feeling that you, you don't even recognize it anymore as anything than, than just the way the day goes. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a, such a such a common memory for me. I remember just being so wound up and so stressed, trying to keep up with the pace of life, the things that needed to be done. Get mm-hmm. to work, get home, t- take care of the children, pick the children up, take them here, make meals, clean the house. It never ended. Yeah. It was just constant high speed, and I bet the the adrenaline and the the hormones and chemicals were just pouring into my system but you made me think of athletes when you when you were talking a minute ago and it's true you see these pictures of uh, and I think hockey because I had a brother who played hockey so I'm very familiar with that game and it was it's been in my life all my life and I used to used to see the players sitting in a room and the coaches would come in and they would yell and scream at them this is to get them wound up and ready for a game and say things that I thought were terrible yeah all in an attempt to get everybody wound up for the game and you know what what really 
would, would have been and would be helpful would be for the coach to walk in the room and settle everybody down so that they could get in touch with some quietness mm-hmm. and some thinking and get focused on the game. It's just such a different world to come from, yeah. such a different angle to come at life from. Yeah. But yeah. once you try it, it's so much better, not yeah. just for hockey players, but for everybody. Yeah, and, and, and it's so, so obvious, you know, when you, I always give this example where in Holland we do, we play uh, what, what you call soccer in Canada and in the United States, we call it football. And it's, it's a yeah. big, really big sports uh, here. And what I always ask, so let's say that the Dutch national team has reached the final of the world championship soccer. And they play the regular time and then they play the added time and the score is still even. They still, like they, they play against Argentina, right? Or whatever, Argentina. And the score is even. Now they have to take penalty kicks. Like every team can, you know, uh, have has the opportunity to take five penalty kicks. Now, let's say that Argentina took five penalty kicks and they scored one. And Holland uh, has scored... Uh, uh, has taken four penalty kicks and they scored one as well. Now, Holland has one uh, kick left. And if they score, they're in the, they win the final, their world championship. Now, let's say there are two players left who can take the, the penalty kick. One player is all revved up and worried about where he's going to score or not or place the ball behind the, the goal and then the whole world will hate him for doing that and he can never return to his home. And the other player just thinks, well, it's just a penalty kick. You know, I've made hundreds of them on training. It's not, I just take a walk, I kick the ball and I score. That's it. And then I always ask people, who would you like to take the penalty kick? And nobody ever says, no, give me the freaked out, the, the worried, the, the spaced out person. <laughs> they always say, no, I want the person who's relaxed, who doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But it was just there. Yeah. It was just there in the moment. And we don't realize that, like, you know, just imagine a very stressed out Tiger Woods making it like a 20 foot feet putt. It wouldn't help him, you know. Relaxation in the moment yeah. is where it's at, is where we are in flow in the zone, where we feel mm-hmm. like we are in line with life and that it's not just our responsibility to make things happen. So mm-hmm. um, it's the end of session one. He said very professionally. So we are going to the break (laughs) and uh, we hope to uh, see you back after the break. Until then. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
This is a magnificent mind. To reach Jan Christensen, Marnix Powell's, or their guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to insearchofapeacefulmind at gmail.com. Now, back to a magnificent mind. Hello, it's Marnix and Jan back for the second half of our show. I hope you're still with us and we have some more fun topics to talk about here. We're talking about anxiety and stress today. The first half we talked about stress and fear. Now we'll talk about anxiety and fear is in with anxiety too. Hmm. We all, or many of us, so many people experience a fearful life and I think we can help you with that as well. Yeah. Settle that thinking. Yeah. Living in fear, living an anxious life is completely optional. And, and I, I, you know, if you, if you would have told me like 10 years ago, I would have smacked you in the face straight away five times in a row <laughs> with a brick because it, it would have felt like you were dissing me, like disrespecting me, like you were not yeah. respecting my, but we, we, we do this show because we have seen the quality of our lives, you know, uh, rise so dramatically. And we have seen this happen to many of our clients as well. And we know what's really possible where you get to understand how we work as human beings. So it's so helpful. And what we want to do is make people more aware of how we function, where um, there's things uh, come from that, Things like uh, uh, like stress and, and anxiety, but also depression. And we'll, t- we'll talk about addiction in other episodes as well uh, of The Magnificent Mind because, you know, we forget to, 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 uh, to name the, the name of the show, in, I think, in the first half. The Magnificent Mind. The Magnificent Mind. So, <laughs> so that's, that's the name of the show. But um, in the, in the, during the break, we were talking about how stress and anxiety tie into each other and and how they're deeply connected or even how anxiety is just a form of stress, right? Do you agree? That anxiety is a form of stress? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's a, a byproduct. It's the result. So you have fear, stress, and anxiety. And Anxiety can present in so many forms. It can present in, uh, some people feel an upset stomach. Well, really, it's their fear and their anxiety causing the upset stomach. Or some people have panic attacks. It's their fear and their anxiety causing the panic attacks. There's so many different ways to experience and express your anxiety. And uh, there's also a very easy way kind of settle it and not have too much amount to uh, anything to to feel a little bit of anxiety have a look at it and let it go yeah and no we do not in any way want anybody to feel that we are trivializing it or or making it seem like it's a um, something that we know how to control and you don't. It's, it's not like that at all. We have lived anxiety and stress. I know it. Marnix knows it. But we found a, a way of dealing with it, being human and experiencing it, 
and not suffering from it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what we want to help you to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool and good and helpful that you say that. Just to just to state how profoundly respectful we want to be of the human experience. The, the whole mm-hmm. the whole deal, the whole idea behind the magnificent mind is to show people how amazing we are. You know, the fact that we can create anxiety is amazing. You know, but for the shitty mm-hmm. feeling it gives. But it is amazing because we can be fearful for stuff that doesn't happen, and we think that's very normal. And we can worry about stuff that is not happening and probably will not happen ever. So we have this creative potential of of bringing our thoughts, our ideas, stories to life in our body. And we don't know it. We always think it's the world that's uh, influencing us, that gives us these feelings, that our feelings are a reflection of situations and circumstances. And it's simply not the case. And throughout these uh, these shows, uh, uh, if you keep uh, 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 listening to us and if you keep an open mind, you'll find for yourself that it's simply too the things we talk about. You don't have to believe in anything. It's we can we will point it out again and again, and you'll see it. You'll find it for yourself that it's simply true that there's sim- simply, you know, apart from the experiences you have, there's always uh, a piece of uh, of of quiet and a piece of space available. Even if you're in a panic attack, even when you're very anxious or stressed out or depressed, uh, and we talk about that uh, again and again in, in different ways and from different perspectives. Um, so, uh, when it comes to anxiety, I I hid my anxiety for probably ten years because I just thought I was crazy. I didn't know what it, I had never heard about anxiety, and when I when I had it, it was was well well the internet wasn't really that big so i couldn't look it up and i was afraid to look it up and i just thought there was something wrong with me i had all these strange emotions strange feelings i i I felt that i was going to faint and my heart was beating very fast and i started to uh, to sweat and i had all these really scary things going on well while really nothing was happening i didn't understand i thought i was going crazy now after a year of uh, about a year or seven, seven or eight years, I I confided with my my do- my doctor one day, and he said, "Oh, you, well, it's anxiety. You know, many people have it." So that that was that was a relief to to know that it was something that I, that I didn't suffer from it, and that it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. And and then mm-hmm. um, they tried cognitive behavioral therapy. And didn't really work. And then I and I, and then one day my girlfriend at that time had a re- really really very terrifying panic attack, and and they gave her uh, these uh, these pills that suppress fear. And I took one. Now that was a whole new deal because now all of a sudden I had these pills that made me very mellow. So I got addicted to anxiety pills, and I ordered them from obscure websites in Russia. And you know it was always. <laughs> You know, I was always, I don't never knew what, what, maybe it was for horses or I don't know, but I got these pills and I just used them anyway. But 
my what I saw happen over the years is that my life became smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, the the first thing I started to avoid was big big places with lots of people. That was the first time I had this very uncomfortable feeling was on a square. So I started to avoid squares. And then after that, I one day I had a panic attack in in a bus. Oh, in a in a in a bus in Amsterdam, in Amsterdam. and and I I started to steer away from buses, and then trains, and then airplanes, and then bridges, and then elevators, and every time because my my anxiety became a more common um, phenomenon in my life, I became anxious with everything. Everything mm-hmm. made me afraid, and to make a long very long and painful story, really short. One day I was sitting on the couch and I, was, and I didn't want to go outside anymore and I was so afraid of everything. And then I was thinking about a square on the couch and the thinking made me very fearful. And then I realized, oh wait, I feel my thinking. I don't feel a square. A square is just an open place where people walk, millions of people and they laugh and they have fun and they cross it and don't even think about the square. But I, I think about the square and I've made up a story that squares are dangerous. And because I have imagination, I energize this idea in my head. And then I start to entertain the fact that a square is dangerous and then I get restless. And I read my restlessness as fear caused by the square. I suddenly realized that I felt my revved up thinking. My head was restless and and uncomfortable. And I felt it in my body. And I thought it was caused by a square. But I realized I've been on squares for for hundreds of times before I became afraid of it. So it didn't make sense. Just like work, Mm -hmm. job doesn't make you stressed out. So all of a sudden I realized it's my thinking that causes this, this shitty feeling. My fear is not caused by squares or planes or buses or elevators and in that moment like 80% of my fear disappeared and never came back I knew it was self-inflicted and I saw the truth of that isn't that so cool <laughs> yeah it's really cool that realization yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because because many people uh, they they might even think they're sick. They have all these symptoms and just all of a sudden out of the blue, boom, sweating starts and there might be headaches. And I think it's very wise for people to get these things checked out by their doctor and find out if there is anything physical. And when the doctor looks and there's nothing physical, then don't be afraid to think, okay, well, maybe it's anxiety because that's not such a bad thing either. That's just another human reacting in a human way yeah so there's nothing wrong with it but there's also nothing to be taken too serious about it we get so frightened and so uh wound up yeah but if if yeah if you are told that you're experiencing anxiety it's okay because you will find a way through that yeah Yeah. and we can help well and and by showing you if if you if you dismantle it this way, if you look at it from this this uh, this different uh, position, you, you, it's like 
let's say you go on a holiday in, in three weeks. You really want to go on a holiday and you look and you think about your holiday. You feel really good. And that's really weird, you know, to be honest. How come? Mm-hmm. You're not on holiday. You're still at home. You might be at your job, sitting at your desk, doing a boring desk job. And then you think in your head, you think about this place you're visiting in three weeks and all of a sudden you feel really great. Now, this mm-hmm. is what happens when we get anxiety, but it's just that you're you're not, you're not thinking about a great holiday destination. You're thinking about f- fearful things, fearful stuff. So it's the fact that we are able to create our own reality, and we do it all the time. But you can get a feel mm-hmm. for that. You can get you mm-hmm. can get a feel for the space that is still there, even when you're anxious. You know, you you can become aware of the fact that you are aware of your anxiety. Like you're you're mm-hmm. the, the observer of the fear instead of the fear itself, and you know what what happens. What I didn't know about panic attacks, which really they, they really freaked me out, and I had so many of those. But what happens when the panic attack panic attack? And this is I think this is pretty awesome to to hear and to know is when you feel uncomfortable, like and I think anxiety is just just feeling uncomfortable all the time. You know, and not knowing mm-hmm. why it happens. So I don't think it's a disorder. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the things we have, the misunderstandings we can have about our mind as human beings. But if you if you become mm-hmm. very, mm-hmm. very uh, discomfortable and you start to analyze your discomfort, you start to 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 take a, to to be vigilant around your discomfort. You start to look at your discomfort. Start to who I feel five percent more dis- discomfort than than an hour ago. What's happening now? Then you get become hyper vigilant, which means that you're constantly analyzing your state of mind. Now, all of a sudden, when this discomfort reaches reaches a higher level, your brain thinks that you really have a big problem. Your, your your brain recognizes this um, this surge in discomfort in 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 stress and uh, revved up feeling, and then the brain uses this amazing primitive system of fight flight, where it helps you to prepare for for a superhuman uh, um, uh, um, 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 what do you call it superhuman. Um, Reaction or yeah, response. whatever. When you don't need it, so what it does mm-hmm. is it makes your heart beat faster. You go, you start to sweat, and 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 all the all the um, the processes in your body that are not needed for survival they just stop for a while, and and you get cortisol and adrenaline in your blood, and you get extra oxygen in your blood, and which means that you get a little bit dizzy, which is all. And and, 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 and and clear headed and which feels really weird but it's amazing when you when there's a really big bear standing uh, in, in front of you because it will make you run f- five times as fast as you normally do or it makes you climb in a, in a tree or it even makes you run right <laughs> through the bear but it's not helpful when you're standing in a supermarket or when you're sitting mm-hmm. on the couch mm-hmm. or in a bus yeah. because it doesn't yeah. make sense and it's very confusing but if you know that it's just this amazing system, it, it's just a misunderstanding. It kicks in when it shouldn't. Yeah, and you, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that feeling, that's anxiety. And as soon as you recognize it, it loses a lot of its power. Yeah. But also, people don't realize that it's their thinking because these chemicals that are released in the body 
will often cause you to feel a certain way after you have had your thinking going on. So let's say you're having your thinking going on and it's making you uh, have thoughts that are fearful and then all of a sudden, maybe a minute or two later, you have all these feelings in your body and you think, what is that from I must be sick or something is very wrong when it was the thinking, but you're not experiencing the thinking right at that moment, so you don't attribute it to that. Mm -hmm. But it is still the thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I it's been so long since I felt anxiety, and I I think I told you about this morning because I had an experience of feeling anxious, and I actually thought, "What is that feeling?" And then I said, "Oh, that's anxiety. I remember that. Yeah, it used to be the feeling that was always there all the time. Yeah, but when you when you uh, stop and think, what is that feeling? Oh, that's anxiety." You literally, it's like a balloon deflating. It just goes and drops. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. And it's something that anybody can experience when they learn to understand what's happening. Even in a panic attack. Yeah. If you can go, oh, that must have been my thinking. And even if you cannot remember what you were thinking about, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledge that it was your thinking. Yeah. And then you just kind of start to settle. Instead of escalating, going up, 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 and the anxiety gets worse, panic attack takes over, you come down from that. And you settle. Yeah. Your thinking I'm, stops. You find that peaceful place. Same, do you, do you know, see a theme here, folks? Do you see a theme <laughs> yeah. that we keep pointing to? <laughs> Show two. There's already a big theme. <laughs> And yeah, get and, and, and quiet inside. You know, you you can see how this works, and it's it's so ridiculously obvious. Like when you go and and, and so and, simple. Yeah, and and you know, let's imagine you're in a plane, and there's turbulence. Now, if there are like two hundred people in 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 the plane, there are two hundred two hundred different responses to the turbulence, and some of them are pretty pretty similar probably, but there will be people who are. You know, like scared shitless, right? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. they want to squeeze their their chair, and then there will people who are completely untouched by the whole uh, circumstances. Most of those are uh, flight cabin uh, uh, people, but also people who mm-hmm. travel a lot. They just read a book, and then and then there's turbulence, and then the, the the airplane shakes. Now, if you ask people about their emotional uh, state of mind or their state of mind in the moment. They would all say, and you ask them, how, how, what caused your state of mind? You know, they will say, well, I'm it's my, sitting in an airplane that's causing my state of mind. I'm relaxed because an airplane makes me have, you know, I have five times to reflect and, and before I land and have to work again. So an airplane is really yeah. relaxing. And other people say, no, 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 an airplane is the, is the worst because, you know, I'm constantly anxious. What we don't see is that we only ever feel our own story about the airplane because how, like physiologically, how can an airplane cause feelings? How can any anything cause, how can a bear cause feelings within you? There's no transference of chemicals between you and the bear that, you know, like, like they penetrate your mm-hmm. brain and then cause this. It's, <laughs> no, it's your mind that creates the feelings. It's never the outside world that makes you do it. Now, I, 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 I've known about this for a couple of years and it's made my life 
a thousand times more relaxed and, and at ease and, and creative and joyful and playful. But the thing that I, it, it, it just really didn't help me with flying. Like that was my, one of my last things where I still have fear going on, but I, I just didn't, didn't want to give in. So I started flying more and more and more because I wanted to, I wanted to experiment with my feelings and my thoughts and whether I w- mm-hmm. would be able to, 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 to grow over it or to. And then one day when I was sitting, when there was turbulence happening, I realized that I had, gi- had given myself the job of not feeling anything in an airplane. And I realized it just doesn't, doesn't make sense. I realized it is not a bad thing to feel what a shaking airplane does to your system because there's all kind of physical stuff going on. So I think many people feel it in their, in their belly when, when the airplane drops, you know, caused mm-hmm. by turbulence. Mm-hmm. But most people mm-hmm. don't really care or they just like it. Like when I was a kid and I was flying, I loved it. I loved that feeling. But the, later I attached the story of crashing down and in a burning plane with people crying, you know, and that's what I started to believe. And I felt that story when the airplane was shaking. And then all of a sudden I gave myself permission to feel uncomfortable. And when I gave myself permission to feel uncomfortable, it was just feeling uncomfortable. It wasn't a story anymore. Mm-hmm. It was just a physical thing. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. within 10 seconds, the feeling was gone. Then the, the airplane shake, shake, uh, shook again. And I had the feeling again. Six seconds of discomfort. And then that happened three or four times in a row. And then I just started to read a book. And I completely forgot about the turbulence. So I didn't resist cool. the, the feeling in a moment. I just let it be there. And I think it will be, it will be helpful to maybe drop... Uh, at, at, when we're almost at the end of the conversation people might wonder, okay, well, this sounds really very cool for you, but how do yeah. I how do, I do this? <laughs> I get this question all the time. So it's a very fair question. <laughs> yes. But do we have a yeah, response to that when people ask it? How, Jan, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all really nice theoretically, but how do I do it? You do it by being present in the moment, first of all. Being present in the moment means not thinking, not going to different places in your mind, the past, the future, not staying in the moment. And it, like a, just think of it like this for a minute. If you have a snow globe and you shake it up, you've got all those things floating around in there. That's just like the inside of your head, thoughts coming and going and coming and going. So you want to be present in the moment and let the snow globe settle. Let all those thoughts settle so that you don't have a bunch of rambling ideas going around in your head. And when you stay present in the moment and you let your thoughts go, let them settle, then you settle and your thinking becomes clear so that you can figure out what's going on around you. You can figure out that, oh, the airplane just did a little drop. I'm fine. I'm right here in this present moment. I'm fine. I'm safe. I'm good. And those feelings of anxiety will just drop. You don't have to do anything special. You just settle and get quiet. So you don't have to meditate or give yourself a shot of positive thinking. So what actually happens is you become very aware of 
the fleeting nature of your experiences. You become very aware of the fact that you just are present. You are presence itself. And you see things come and go. And you get a feel for that. You get to, to, you get to explore that if you, if, you get, if, you, if you stay curious and if you keep listening to, to, these, uh, to these shows, you will find for yourself, you will see for yourself, you will realize yourself because you don't have to believe us, right? You know, if, you don't, if you're no. skeptical or cynical or whatever, that's fine. That's fine. We, we, we probably were a couple of years ago. We were, we were there. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you give yourself a little chance to, to look at life in a different way, um, it could change life for you completely. Like really every part of it, every single part of it, everything could be uh, more effortless and without uh, too much resistance and you can become way more resilient. All the things that we were born with, all the things that, we, that were there in, in spades, in buckets when we were kids, you know, all the cool things like wonder and being joyful and curious and playful and, 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 and wanted to, and wanted to know things and, and have all this, this, this really curious um, ideas about life. And we, we, we kind of lose that when we, when we grow up because we're so caught up in rules and, and, and thinking. Now, these shows will... That's that's what we hope. These shows will help you shed a new light on how we how we work, and by doing that, you'll get more used to slowing down and calming down. And when you slow down and calm down, you feel this this peaceful feeling that's already there within you. And when you stay close to that, you don't have to meditate. And if you want to, do meditate, but you don't have to. You don't have to do anything. It's just a realization. It's a waking up and it's a recognition of what's already there. And that's pretty cool, isn't it? It's all inside of you right now. Yeah. If we can just help to point you in a direction that'll help you see a little bit of that. Yeah. You can have all this peacefulness, yeah. quietness, and joy, creativity, love. And so, I think for a lot of people, oh, yeah, well, trying to say we're done? Yeah, we're done. We have five seconds left. So <laughs> how about next okay. episode we talk about happiness? Would you like that? That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay. And how to take your life less seriously. Oh, that's a cool one. Okay, guys. uh, Thanks for listening. Until later. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to A Magnificent Mind. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. 